This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, and now we also have another two issues already in the can. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, penciled and inked. So now it's a matter of, um, well, right now we're going to have a, a true finisher go over the art and, and put some spit and shine on it and make it really, really stand out. So uh, the new the new partner that that's going to be working with us is John Hebert. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's going to be uh, taking my penciled art and just doing his thing and, and making it you know, and I'm in my eyes like you know Marvel comics worthy because you know that's the kind of work he's been doing you know since the nineties. So I'm looking forward to to see what he does with my layouts. So hopefully that'll be a, that'll be fun. And uh, the good news is that our, it's already drawn, so I don't have to worry about it. it. It's three issues at an average of about 25 pages each one. So that's 70 to 80 pages. So we'll split that, you know, and, and, and probably release that, those three issues in four, and those three issues plus, probably release it in four books. And that'll buy me enough time to uh, do another three books next year, brand new art. And, uh, and then collect the whole darn thing in a gigantic, massive graphic novel. Oh, very nice. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Yeah, it's about time. It's due. I've I've had a really big itch to 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 finish that story because we had so many different threads on that that we never even we trammed all, almost all of them except just for the bare essentials and and I think with all the thinking we put behind the storylines and the characters and the motivations and 
and all the plots and counterplots and, uh, and on, you know, it deserves some, some real estate in which to be seen. So hopefully we'll, uh, we'll do that. Bring it out into the, uh, the full story. It should be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so I just dropped the link, uh, for your square site. All right. Can awesome. go, uh, directly. And we'll, we're going to, we're going to bring that up because I have buttons to push and, and stuff. Here we are. Here we are. Green Tempest. Number exactly. one, brand new original comic book story, characters and art. So tell us about how, how you uh, developed these characters and uh, brought them to life. Okay. Well, luckily enough, uh, Brett Schuerman came up with a concept and he developed it with another artist who kind of, you know, they couldn't see eye to eye on what, on how to develop it. So the artist, you know, stepped back and then he hired me. Uh, the designs for the characters uh, for Green Tempest, the, the main character was already there. But I kind of messed around with the bad guy, uh, redesigned him a little bit, and uh, and then you know he liked what I was doing. I said, "Okay, can you do the comic book?" I'm like, "Sure, okay, no problem." And you know, little by little, we we developed the the book. He had already come up with a plot and some basic scripting. So you know, the the deal was, you know, he may be a novice writer, but I'm not a novice artist. So I, mm -hmm. I need to superhero the hell out of this and that's exactly what i did i mean you know when you get the script it's like they fight for three pages and that's it well guess what I, I i geeked out and i started thinking about you know powers and how they would you know offset each other i suggested that you know green tepid should lose and he does he gets beat soundly and then he comes back and you know does try to and, and well, I guess, yeah, I'll guess I'll spoil it. Yeah, he succeeds at the end. So you get at least two action pieces um, and, a, and a flashback all in the first issue. I mean, we wasted no time in pulling out all the comic book tropes here. So you get the you get the hero's journey in there. Mm -hmm. The beginning of the, it, yeah. They, a little bit of history between yeah. him and the bad guy, yeah. Hailstorm, right? Hailstorm, yes, sir. That's a cool name for a villain. I like that. I thought it was pretty original, to be honest with you. And here's some more of the art, and I yeah. like, I like, I like the feel of the uh, Seven Voyages of Sinbad uh, skele <laughs> skeletons coming at them. I, I, li I'm glad you picked up on that. Uh, that's a retailer exclusive cover. It was part of our Kickstarter program. And they they took it, and that's that's their business in Zephyr Hills, Florida, Your mm -hmm. Turn Cafe, and their mascots. They have two skeletons on the front window. So when I went over, we talked a little bit, and the guy's like a Harry Hanhausen, Harryhausen uh, fan. He's like, I'm thinking. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? He's like, Yeah. I'm like, Okay. How about we give them like some weapons so they can help, you know, Green Tempest fight off the bad guy. He's like. Sold. Let's do it. So you can see one of them has already been defeated. You can see all the bones 
on the yeah. ground, and then the other two are are are, are going to try to help them out. And they're they're tiny; they're like three feet tall. Um, the the real ones are, so I kind of kept it in the same scale. So that was a lot of fun. I mean, it's kind of hard drive from real life because this you know the business has to look like the business. Mm. But uh, it was a lot of fun, and I was able to really drive home the different body styles of these two characters. Like Hailstorm is supposed to be, you know, a really big dude, a, a bodybuilder type, you know, character. And then Green Tempest is supposed to be like a, an average looking teenager, kind of, you know, skinny, lanky, like a body of a, of a runner, you know? So that, that worked out really well. So, uh, <clears throat> This cover will be available exclusively at Your Turn Cafe? Yep. They've already had it. Um, they've had it since, I think, November of last year. Oh, cool. Yeah. And the good news is that it's literally 10 minutes down the road. So, um, you know, if, if I ever run short, I can always go grab a few more copies. But um, I, I literally have about three copies of this book. Because, you know, it's a retailer exclusive. It's theirs. They're the only ones supposed to be selling it. I just printed extra just in case, you know something happens and one of them is damaged or anything like that. I'll take the damaged ones, make sure they get the you know top quality ones. I always print a little bit more, you know, two or three issues extra. Just to- <coughs> and then they have the, uh, the blank, blank sketch cover variant. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I got about five copies left of that one as well. Cause now when I go to shows, I sketch on that. So yeah. Uh, speaking of shows, uh, what do you have in the uh, in the pipeline for uh, Comic Con appearances this year? Well, this year, regrettably, I've only had the uh, the pleasant opportunity to attend one of them, the Suncoast Comic Con in um, Bradenton in mm-hmm. April, um, and uh, I actually designed a a, a poster for them, an image oh, with nice. Batman, Wonder Woman, Moon Knight. Um, Daredevil and uh, Elektra as Daredevil. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was an exclusive one for him as well. And he hooked me up with the table because he liked it so much. Nice. Yeah. And here is a uh, here is a one that you did. <laughs> Your original art on the front signed now, this one is a variant cover by David Summy. Uh, oh. Summe. Yeah, S-U-M-M-E-Y. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it because he's always Dave to me. Um, yeah, from uh, Naked Cannibal Campers. Yeah. And from Return to Sender. So we're, we're doing a back and forth, man. It's a, we got a good synergy going on. So, yeah, I, I asked him. I invited him to. Uh... <laughs> yes, Brittany, superhero the hell out of the book for sure. Yes. Um, <laughs> So yeah, you know, we we have a good synergy and and you know, I you know, we were kind of involved in each other's books. And it's like I, I asked him, hey, would would you care to donate a cover to to the book? Uh no, I, I'm sorry, I hired him, you know, because he hired me. I'm like, okay, turnabout is fair game. Mm-hmm. So it's fair play. So yeah, once the Kickstarter came through, I paid him and you know, this is the cover he got for us, you know, it's really unique and it's in his style. That's very attractive, and he colored and everything. It looks phenomenal. Yeah, I dig it. 
So yeah, let me um, let me at least give credit where credit is due. Uh, Brett Schuerman is the writer. Uh, Carlos Mangual is the letterist, and uh, Brian Magnaye is the colorist. Oh, good. Yeah, we almost had an all Florida team on that one, except Brian. I think he's in the Philippines. So, but everybody else is uh, is from Florida. That's that's going to be pretty cool for like uh, you know store signings of the book. Well, regrettably, we didn't have any store signings on this one for some reason. Um, but then again, that's that's part and parcel of why uh, the writer and I kind of agreed to have Green Tempest reprinted by a bigger publisher because this is just self-published. Mm -hmm. uh, what you're seeing here. So, um, some time back, actually, about a month after we we did our, uh, I'm sorry, about two months before we did our Kickstarter, Antarctic Press was looking for superhero stories, but not for you to write in and people to draw it. They needed them already completed. And uh, lucky enough, we had this book, we're sitting down ready to get Kickstarters and we're like, okay, what do you think about this? They're like, yeah, it's good enough. Uh, we'd like to publish it. And uh, it's been literally a year. And the solicitations for Exciting Comics number 27 uh, will include uh, Green Tempest. That cover has been retasked for Exciting Comics. Number 27, available in local comic shops everywhere around the world, my friend. Antarctic Press. Antarctic Press. Yeah, I went from uh, Florida guy to having my, you know, my art in, in comic shops, wherever people buy, you know, Antarctic Press books, exciting comics. Yeah, I'll, I'm, my art will be there. That's not a, that's a name I have not heard since Ariella the Warrior Nun. <laughs> there you go. There you go. See, so, so you get why we agree because, mm -hmm. you know, hey, he has one hit in his hand with going to Netflix. I think they already shot season two. So, yeah. you know, of course, yeah, it's not going to happen to our little book, but it could. So there's nothing wrong with tossing our name in the hat, even though there's a, you know, two million people trying to get their properties developed. Hey. Can't go wrong with somebody who's already got one successful project developed by Netflix. That's that's a pretty good track record. So yeah, you got, if you got one done, then they're looking at you for more. Yeah. So, so we'll see. I mean, it's 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 great. It's great that that this book and this story is going to reach a brand new set of eyes. You know, because I, I mean, if you see me at a convention, it's the only way you can get a copy of this book once the Kickstarter closed. So, and we had about 40 backers, 34 backers. So something to that effect, it's been a while. I haven't really checked those numbers, but yeah, you know, if, if even if it sells 500 copies, that's 500 people who previously didn't know that this character existed, that they can, you know, take a look at the, at the art and they can follow us and they can take a look at this book and, you know, hopefully, you know, join in on us when we when we get to issue two next year. I'm hoping to have two issue two and three done next year, and hopefully two issues every year after that until we're done with the story. Yeah. So, is exciting comics for Antarctic? Is that kind of like a Marvel Comics presents like anthology feel, where they break up the story over the course of a few issues? Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, exciting comics. They, they, you know, they did that about four years ago. I'm gonna say that they went ahead and 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 took that title because apparently that was a real title from the 40s that just became 
uh, public domain and they claimed it and they're using it. And, you know, they're using legacy numbering and everything. So it's kind of neat. I mean, exciting comics. Somebody pointed it out to me, Niobe Comics, Niobe Comics on Sunday. Will, you know, pointed it out to me. You know, you're part of something historic. Exciting Comics is older than all of us, you know, and, and, and it's, 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 you know, it's a part of history. So, you know, unknowingly I, and very fortunately, uh, our little creation is going to be a part of a historic run. That and how great is it to be involved, have something you did in a book that's actually older than you? It's pretty neat, to be honest. Especially you. nowadays. Mm -hmm. Because exactly. every two weeks, certain companies are wiping out their whole line and rebooting everything because number one, sell more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and while that is true, it's because we're always in the hope that this time they'll get it right. You know, and they have to keep issuing out issue ones because they don't get it right. Either that or, or maybe we're right. just looking for something they're not giving us. As mm -hmm. I, I buy comics every week. I spend a good, you know, $30, $40 because now it's not a $10 habit. Right. Yeah, um, but, you know, I'm always going back trying to hope that they can rekindle that 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 love affair between the reader and and, and what they're producing. And it's I had I did a couple of comic reviews a couple of months back. Um, Trial of the Amazons. I like Wonder Woman. I watched the movie. I'm familiar with the character. Picked up the book. A whole bunch of talking nonsense. There was no trials. In an extra size book, there was no trial. No trial whatsoever. Um, there was a whole bunch of characters talking to each other, but posing to each other. Like, let's say I do this. Oh, if you mess with me, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to hurt you. But I'm posing. I'm not threatening you. My words may sound threatening, but what was drawn was not. And then you would have several characters just big mouth open, but saying normal stuff. It, it was an incongruity between what was written and, and what was drawn. And it, it was very jarring. And it was, it, it, I feel that it, like it wanted to be political and it wanted to be very, it should have been more shocking if you're going to sell it to me as a trial of the Amazons. But the whole book was just introducing, I don't know, seven different tribes of Amazons. That's not a trial of the Amazons. That's like a social get together. Family reunion. Yeah, and, and I wanted to like this thing. I really did. The art is, is, is competently done and the writers do a great job. It's just the actual package, the whole, you know, when you put all these cooks together, it, it to me, it felt really, really flat. You know, Earth 3, same thing, just fell really flat. I mean, and, and and I bought them. I bought them with the hopes that they would hook me. I wanted to get hooked. And then they didn't do it. So when I make comics, and, you know, I don't make many. You know, because I make a book or two, maybe three a year if I'm lucky. I am looking to hook people. I am looking to hook them with what they see, what they experience in these books. You know, what I can give them. Um, and And that's... That, that's the challenge, really. That's truly the challenge. Yeah, trying to find something that uh, meets or exceeds your standards out there has been getting uh, more and more difficult. I've actually quit modern comics 
last early last year mm-hmm. i was like i was disappointed in everything like i've been reading all the batman titles since i was like four years old i'm gonna be 53 this year yeah and, like, and they oh, lost you how did they lose you uh making everything about social justice and and you know bs that they they spout in the news every day that doesn't exist uh you know i'm like i don't want to read about this garbage you know don't turn around and make uh all these characters all of a sudden are you know gay lesbian bi queer what have you in all those letters for their mm-hmm. Acronym. I'm like, Red. Ro- they had Red Robin turned around and decided he was bi and wanted a boyfriend. I'm like, after you've had like two or three year plus relationships with other girls in the DCU, now you decide, yeah, I don't like girls anymore. I'm like, that's usually not how it happens. I'm just saying. And I mean, I was a fan of Batwoman, like the first series of Batwoman that came out during the New 52. Mm-hmm. The art was jaw-droppingly beautiful, and right. the story was was good in that first run. Yeah. And it's like, well, why don't I care about her, you know, relationship preferences or what have you? Mm-hmm. Because she was that way when they created her. And it was explained. And that wasn't the only facet of her character. There you go. But now they make it the only facet of, of a character. It's like, that has nothing to do with anything. It's like, yeah, we know Bruce Wayne hooks up with Selena Kyle all the time. It's it's expected. We know that. You can say, you know, and uh, that woman was, was hooking up with Renee Montoya. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's like, okay, cool. But if that's the only story you're telling us is about the relationship, I can go back and buy some Golden Age True Romance comics instead. There you go. There because you go. Yeah. They, they, hold, they hold their worth. Now a 5 or $6 comic that comes out on the shelf on a Wednesday is only worth 50 cents when you walk out the door. Yeah, when you go to the next convention to see him in the dollar bin, yeah. Yeah, it's got a lower depreciation than cars. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and I mean, there's ways to do these things. It, it just seems mm. that it's, well, I, I guess because you only got one shot to do it in one issue before you know if the book is canceled or, mm-hmm. or anything else. Uh, I don't know. I haven't read those titles, but I know what you mean. Uh, yeah. I Some of those creators TV. are treating it. You can tell they don't have a love for it, that they're doing it as a job because, you know, they're, you know, a good artist, embellisher, writer, whatever. But, you know, in the long run, it's it's the head of the company that's telling everybody what they have to do. Here's the outline for the next year for this character. Get it done. And if you can't get it done, they bring somebody else in that that can, and then, Mm -hmm. you know, 
you're you're working for yourself out on Substack or something. And and we're spending you know an, a, a considerable amount of money every month on a book, and I want to be entertained. Mm-hmm. And these books aren't doing it. They're not doing it. I'm not entertained by talking heads. That, that's the whole I used thing. to be. I used to listen to that band all the time. <laughs> but, you know, I, my, my escape is fantasy in reading comic books specifically is that mm-hmm. I don't want you to talk it out. That's the whole point. Superheroes are supposed to not superheroes. They're not super. They're not heroes. They're idiots. They're idiots that handle things with their fists when they should have been handling it with their brain. That's it. That's that's. That's the inversion of reality. You and me, we talk our problems out. Because if you and me actually came to blows, I don't want to go to the hospital. I don't want to be in pain for three months after our confrontation. That's ridiculous. Yeah, we're old. We bruise easy. Even if I were young, I don't want to go to a dentist and fix my teeth. And No, you and I talk it out like adults. It's done. But, but superhero comics, they're not supposed to be that smart. They can't be. Because otherwise they'd have no reason to really punch each other in the face. And without that, would you buy it? No. no you want drama? Me. Look at your family. Look at your neighbors. Yeah. Tons of drama there. We just you we know. just want the, you know, the excitement of the the superhero genre, you know, the way it was meant to be. Yeah, the who did it? Why? Where's it going? Where's it gonna end? You know, those things. That that that's it, it's it's kind of like liking wrestling and then going to a show and all they do is promos and nobody really wrestles. Why, why'd you take me to a wrestling show and not wrestle? Take me to the comic book show. Show me the superhero stuff. Don't, 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 don't turn it into 19 pages of talking and a setup for next issue. Because you lost me. You could have collected my $4.99 five times. You just got it once and I'm done. And that's, yeah. that's when I am, what I'm trying to do when I do my comics is that I want to be worth that price you're paying. Because I understand indie comics, I can't price it like Marvel and DC because I don't have their, 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 their economies of scale. Mm-hmm. I can't afford to print 10,000, 8,000, 5,000 copies to bring the cost per unit down. So I have to charge $10. Then again, because I have to front this stuff. This is all expenditures to get these things done. And I can only do so much, right? I can only pencil and ink it at no cost because, I mean, it's mm-hmm. for me. But colors don't color for free. And that's a that's a very important skill. And I need the right colors for the book to look the right way. I can't just hire anybody. So, you know, and, and lettering is something that needs to be professionally done. Mm-hmm. Nothing hurts a book. Well, one of the things that can hurt a book is horrible lettering. I've seen it. Good package, kind of neat concept lettering all over the place. No, no bad design will, will not be attractive. will not get people to come back. So, a good editor and a good letterer can make or break a book. Yeah. And, and self-editing is very hard because you, you know, I, I've drawn so many pages multiple times that I think in my head that sequence is in there. But then when I actually look at the art, wait a minute, no, it's not. That was, two versions ago that I included that, that I deleted it because it was not necessary. But I better make sure nothing in the story refers to that. Otherwise, I'm going to lose my reader. 
So, yeah. you know, and I'm an English major. I studied English, so I know I can go ahead and, and make sure there's no misspellings and little silly things like that that just drive me crazy when I read it. Uh, so, you know, Green Tempest is, is a competently done book. You know, it's not high science. It's not, you know, Watchmen. That's not what we meant it to be. It's, it's simply an adventure yarn of a character with some crazy Flash plus Hulk, you know, powers. Boom. And we had to come up with a bad guy. And he came up with, uh, Brett came up with Hailstorm that his power was to produce um, acid rain, which is not bad. Right? That's very unique. I don't know anybody else that has a power of creating as rain. No, now 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 Hailstorm sounds like a Captain Planet villain. And, and nothing wrong with that. No, and, and I still love that show. When when you know Brett approached me and said, Hey, I want to do this, and I said, Well, in my mind, I'm thinking, how do I turn acid rain into something that could be a danger to a flash character or a hulk character? Because acid rain is very passive. It's a passive power. Think about it. It's storming right behind me. That's very passive. That's very far away. Mm -hmm. right? How do I turn that into something that's immediate in your face? I thought, well, hey, if I if the bad guy can make acid rain, maybe he can do like acid snow or acid um, hail. And he said, oh, that's great. And that's where he came up with the name hail and they added the storm port. And then I thought, why stop at Hale? So in the book, the bad guy creates a huge, like, iceberg worth of acid, you know, water. And just dumps it on the on the guy. Buries him in a three-story building. Completely demolishes him. There it is. That's comics. Now, that's not realistic, but that's comics. That's the entertainment portion. Just, it's just seeing things you're not going to be able to see walking down the street. No matter where you're on the world, you're not going to see that. Plus, no. everybody's green with long ears. So, yeah. So, you know, it's it's different there. It takes place in you know out of out of space on an alien world. And... Yeah, it's based out of New York. Just so you know, I, I show the Brooklyn Bridge. I show the American flag on the first page. But everybody's green and got long ears. That's it. And technology is a little bit more advanced uh, than than current times because they discovered that peace is good for invention. Versus us, where we are, war is good for invention. A lot of technological advances is made because we want to beat the next guy, we want to beat the next nation, right? So because the writer is, is a peaceful, peaceful man, then, yeah, he took the reverse approach to it, which I thought was genius because you don't see that being preached a lot in comics. Peace as an option. Peace as a valuable and, and, and true option to the conflict. So now that he's kind of given me rain on the, on the book, he's given me, he said, listen, just plot it out. Just take, take it and run with it. I want to continue that because this character, Green Tempest, even though he's a competent martial artist and he's has superpowers of Flash and Hulk combined, that's not his go-to. It's not who he is. He's a peaceful man. It's a peaceful man. And that's that's how he approaches Hailstorm. Twice in the book, he asks him, hey, why are you doing this? Why why can't you stop? Why are you hurting people? There's no point in this. You're not gaining anything. He says, well, it doesn't matter. I'm doing it for gaining. I'm doing it to punish you because I know you, it hurts you. You'll eventually, in the book, you'll understand why. So, 
Brady just threw up the previews world catalog. Yep. So the first issue is split into two, and uh, issue uh, 27 of Exciting Comics has the first half, and issue 28 has the second half. Cool. So you're going to be in it for two, two issues in a row. Exactly. And uh, possibly come back with more in the future for him. Well, I'm going to make more Green Tempest comics, so if, if Ben Dunn will have me, yeah, I'll be happy to just keep on producing. You know, the, the thought that I have for the next four or five issues is for them to kind of stand alone, but they eventually build up to something. So maybe, you know, hopefully that'll work out. We'll, we'll see. I mean, it, it's all sales driven. You know that. I mean, mm-hmm. the book does has like a little blip and it takes up a little bit more, you know? Who knows? Maybe like some of the other properties, you know, maybe he'll say, hey, listen, why don't you do like a like a 10 page special or something like that? And let's pop this character in again in the future. Hey, anything can happen, man. Anything can happen. It's comics, man. It's indie comics where we can do whatever we like. You know, our editors, we're not indebted to that because we don't get paid. We just make the books we want to see. Properties we like to see and read. And things that will entertain. If it'll entertain us, it'll usually entertain more people. Yeah. Which is, which is something some of the big publishers are forgetting. Yeah. Well, they can afford to. I can't. I have one shot to earn your business as mm-hmm. a comic book creator. If I mess it up, you're not going to dump another $10 on me an issue, too. You're going to stay away from me. Oh, yeah. you gotta you got to make a, a kick-butt issue. Uh, the first time around to get people to, to actually want to come back, which includes following you on all your social medias, mm-hmm. uh, following you on, on your kick on your original Kickstarter. So they're automatically in the mailing list for when you launch the next Kickstarter. Exactly. Yeah. To become eventually Patreons uh, for me to, and follow me to another project and, and eventually you know, get that issue too. And it's every issue. It's everything I do. Every time it has mm-hmm. to be the best it can be. Because that's the thing. When I buy comics, that's what I do. I look at a book. I kind of give it a shot. I'm like, okay, I'll spend my hard-earned money because money's not easy to make. And I'm and I'm going to give it a try. And if I hate it, that's the last time you get me. And I, I want people to come back. Let's say they like Green Tempest, right? I want them to check out my other projects. I want them to take a look at American Evil. I want them to look at Project Apex. I want them to look at, you know, Fem Force. I want them to look at the other things that I've done. You know, the, the the latest product, of course, was Green Tempest and American Eagle is coming out later this year. You know, but I'd, I'd also like people to know, hey, I have a history of making comics. There are other comics out there with my heart in it. You never heard of them. But now that you heard of me, yeah, go back and find me. You can look me up, Javier Lugo, and then look comics, and you'll see all the books that I did. Like for, I did a cover for IDW. I did a retailer incentive. Ooh, wow, years ago, uh, it had all the a lot of the properties of the seventies. That GI Joe, Transformers, uh, Micronauts, uh, Mask, uh, Action Man, Rom, Space Knight. Oh yeah, I think I have that one too. Yeah, from IDW. I that's the cover Martin and I worked on. Yeah, Martin Revolution. Had, I've got that. Revolution number one, absolutely. Yep. The uh the Florida Toy Show exclusive cover. Yes, sir. Exactly. If you got it signed, you were one of about 50 people to get that book. Yeah, he sent me a signed copy. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, indeed. It, that was a good time too. And, it's and all good stuff. I, I looked at it and I'm like, this is cool. I love all this shit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a tremendous first issue. That miniseries was tremendous. I was I'm super honored to have been on one of the retailer incentive covers uh, for that book. I mean, it was it was tremendous honor and and, and you know, I got I get to draw Megatron and Optimus Prime, Cobra Commander, uh, Venom, Thunderwarp, uh, Scarlet. I mean, what, Rom? I mean, that, that, that's half my childhood right there. All I was missing was Massinger, right? And uh, Transistor Z, I guess is how it was known over here, and Robotech. That's the only ones I was missing right there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, after, I, after I saw that, and, and read that. And then at the time I was doing reviews for Outright Geekery. Mm-hmm. So because I saw that, I started reviewing all the other subsequent issues in miniseries that they were running off of that premise. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of got to read the whole, you know, got paid to read the whole thing. But uh, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> then last year uh, I started, because I used to have a bunch of issues of ROM when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I had I had the toy, which I still had the toy. Good I, on you. I, I could practically sell it right now for like another car. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you like a twenty year old car, but still a car? Um, but I started putting together a full ROM run last mm-hmm. year of of back issues, and I think I'm about eighty five percent complete. Wow! How many how many issues did he have his book for? Uh, I think between like 75 and 80 and there were a, either a couple of like a few specials or specials and annuals in there. Yes. There, there were like three annuals. So it was just good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just, honestly, I, I've kind of looked at my stuff and, and to be honest with you, my memory is very picky. I have very good selective memory. I only remember the good stuff. I didn't buy every book I, that came out. I, I just couldn't. You know, I had a dollar every week. Mm-hmm. I had to spend some of it at school. So I ended up at the end of the week with about 75 cents. So I would go to the supermarket, look at everything, and then have to pick one because that's all I could take. Right? So everything I got was had to be the best that week. So in that way, I kind of cherry-picked. So, you know, when I think about comics at that time, I think, wow, they were great. Well, you know, not really. There were a lot of clunkers out there. I mean, there were a lot oh, yeah. of, you know, bad issues of Spider-Man every now and then. It, listen, I thought Uncanny X-Men was super boring all the time. Like, what is this? Whether all, you know, that redhead and that redhead, they look the same. What, what's the problem, dude? Just pick one. I don't know. It was just really silly to me. But, you know, it, it's good to, to remember that, you know, if you found a book that was just spoke to you, it was your darling. And then that's special to a lot of people. You know, some people was Ghost Rider, some people was Nova, some people it was, you know, a speedball and, uh, you know, so all kinds of silly things. But everything in the past was not better. It's just that we just only bought the best that we could get our hands on. Mm-hmm. And now we can get our hands on a heck of a lot more product. And there's a lot of really good product. I, I, I buy independent books like uh, your Dark Horse, uh, Image, and and Blaze and stuff. 
about six to one or eight to one versus anything from Marvel and DC. Oh, a blaze, a blazes Sumerian series is probably like the most amazing thing I've read sword and sorcery wise, probably in my whole life. Yeah. It's all this stuff that was produced in England and Spain and uh, mm. not England. I meant to say France and Spain and Italy that we never had access to because, you know, American publishers didn't have right to those books, to those creations. So, you know, they, they were producing all this stuff over the last 15, 20 years. But now we're finally getting to see that. I mean, it's not marketed under Conan because they can't, but under the Sumerian, we're getting to see all those cool things and all these weird variations. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll be honest, I was kind of used to John Buscema's clean-shaven, you know, you know, bronze-skinned uh, Sumerian. And, and when I see these interpretations, my first reaction is, eh, what the hell is this? But after a while, it dawned on me, well, I'm basing it off of John's version, but really Robert E. Howard's version was never described physically in like, oh, he's got an eyebrow that's got, that's kind of, the, no, it's just steel-eyed, you know, bronze skin, uh, reflexes of a panther and gigantic mirth. Boom, that's all he needed. And that's truly all I, at this point I've kind of learned to accept. I don't, I, I don't need John's or, you know, Frank Fazetta's version. I, mm -hmm. ju I just need something that's, that's true to the spirit of Robert E. Howard, which was an, uh, an uncivilized man will always be better than a cultured man because cultured men have too many rules that incite cultured men to cheat, lie, and, 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 and kill. And those are all horrible things. The honest barbarian will always triumph because their motives are pure. They're not out there to for power and glory. It's over everyone else. It's very much self-driven. I want to be who I am. Just don't stand in my way. Stand in my way, you're gone. You know, and, and as an individual, I can understand that. You know, that I can I can relate to as a as a young boy, I could relate to that very much. You know, having the power in your hands and and it being you and only you, and it's you against the world, and you triumph all the time, and you get the chick, and you get the horse, and you get the jewels. And the bad guy is bye-bye at the end. Sign me up for that every month, you know? So. Yeah. It's it's just uh, it's just a good, good, good feeling to get something like the Sumerian in your hand or um, Green Tempest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> A book that I backed on Indiegogo uh, called uh, Mavericks mm -hmm. that is uh, on its way from a first-time creator. And I've already had the pleasure of reading the, the digital version, but it's not quite the same. I still can't wait to get the physical copies in my hand. And, um, I'm looking mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that. And there's, you know, there's, there's a bunch of books coming in like that. Uh, Another artist that goes by uh, passion for drawing on uh, on Twitter has a has a like a black and white magazine style that's kind of kind of like the old Savage Sword magazines. Ah, okay. With where it's got like four short stories in the beginning, 
four illustrated prose stories in the back. He even designed a small D&D module in the back with a new creature for your party to fight that's like a 45-minute adventure for D&D. Wow. Talk about hitting everything in the fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. Hit, hit everything. Plus, everybody's getting original, like an original sketch card mm -hmm. with their order for $25. That's pretty ingenious, and I'm absolutely stealing that idea for my next one. Well, by all means. Yep. Yeah, I, I've, I've been convinced that having more chase covers is a good thing for sales. I personally don't believe in it because if I got to get three different artists to do three incentive covers for me, they got to get paid. Mm -hmm. And that just ups the ante on how much money I need to have a successful Kickstarter. But if people like version variants, uh, adult variants, uh, anime style, uh, uh, I don't know. It, Italian Renaissance style. I, I don't know if that's what they need. If that's what they like, then guess what? I, I as a producer, I kind of I'm kind of obligated to to maximize my opportunity to get this book in front of as many people as possible. And hence, you know, exciting comics number twenty seven being out there, you know, available to comic book retailers. Uh, I think the code is JUN two two one seven zero. Let's see if I guess it is JUN two two one two oh no j u n 22 1277 there it is there you go thank you so talk to your retailer if they look this over and forgot to order this they can back order this and you can have it at your store in the next two mm -hmm. weeks if they, for some reason, did not order this issue from Antarctic Press. Exactly. And there's, exactly there's lots right. of stores yeah. out. There's lots of stores out there. So who knows? The The big thing now is, yeah. is store selling online or selling on whatnot, on the whatnot app. And there's, mm -hmm. there's you know, I'm still loyal to, to my comic shop, I don't buy new comics anymore, but I buy I buy my supplies from them. You know, if he's got them, I'll okay. buy him. And you know, if there's, you know, if there's hard covers that are in, I'll look at it and go, you know, if I find a story that I used to like, you know, that I've mm -hmm. liked and the characters I liked, yeah, you know, but it's like an older piece, you know, I'll definitely buy it. I'm still waiting for DC to release the complete. Phantom Stranger Omnibus. Oh, wow. They announced it and then they pulled it. So if wow. they actually released that, it's gonna, it was supposed to have all the Phantom Stranger main, main issues of his, of his series and all, all the backup issues uh, where they did like, you know, the short like eight page stories in the back of like a detective or something yeah. or in the back of adventure. Those are all supposed to be included. I like my, inter topics. my introduction to the Phantom Stranger was a secret origins in which there were four possible origins for that character. And I thought mm -hmm. all four of them were phenomenal. 
I think Gene Collin draw drew one. I think Alan Moore wrote one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jim Aparo drew one. If I remember, I mean, I'm just trying to remember off of four years ago, but yeah. Yeah, it was tremendous. It was a in one of them. He was uh, uh, the Roman soldier that that spiked Jesus to make mm-hmm. sure he was dead. Uh, in another one, he was a fallen angel, and it was really nice stuff. I mean, if that if that came out, I'd get. And in New 52, when they, they redid them again, mm-hmm. uh, they they drop hints all over the place that uh, the Phantom Stranger is actually Judas Iscariot. That can work, too. Because his cape is held in from 22 pieces of silver. Oh, mm-hmm. see? Mm-hmm. That's some Neil Gaiman kind of stuff. That's deep. Yeah. I, like that. I like that. You know, uh, most of my know. friends didn't. Most of my friends didn't like that variation, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I go, no, I think it's cool. He goes, oh, it's because you go to church and stuff. I go, well, you can go too. I'm, nobody's stopping you. You can still read comics and go to church. <laughs> you just don't get caught reading comics in church. Hello, yeah, exactly. Like you don't take comics to your workplace. Keep it separate. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, you don't want them <laughs> getting damaged. Yeah, or idiots with ketchup on their hands going through your books. Yeah, yeah, pizza grease stuff like that. You know. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's cool. So I want to thank you for coming on tonight, Javier. Oh Um, wow, that was fast. Yeah. Oh, like we've been chatting for about forty-five minutes now. Okay. You got Um, any? Do you have any other questions for me at all? Um. Why don't you let everybody know uh, where they can find you on social media? Okay. And uh, tell them how your commissions work. Okay. All right. So uh, as you can see under my name, it says J. Lugo Art. Just do a search for J. Lugo Art. Boom. You're going to find me. I'm J. Lugo Art in in Facebook. Uh, On Twitter, I'm J. Lugo 627. Instagram, I'm J. Lugo Art. So that's where you can see my stuff. I, you know, I, I, post on all three of them at the same time. Um, and my commissions are pretty straightforward stuff, man. I, I draw on nine by 12 paper, 11 by 17 paper and blank sketch covers. At this time, I'm not taking comic book commissions because those are very time intensive. And right now I got three projects I'm working on at the same time. So I can't really commit to anything else, but I do have time to pop out a cover, to pop up a, an 11 by 17 commission. And, you know, they're, they're very, fairly priced. I mean, look at that Joker cover. You're going to get it for 50 bucks, including, you know, shipping. That's mm-hmm. pretty nice. That's going to be inked because I'm not just going to press it. I'm going to ink it because, you know, you got the green cover, so it's got to stand out. So, yeah. And and I recently got enough courage to start coloring this stuff and it's coming out really nice. And actually I'm getting paid more for coloring <laughs> than sketching, believe it or not, because I guess there's, there aren't that many people doing color. So yeah, I'm I'm doing that too. So you're welcome to reach out to me. Uh, July is a very important month for me because I do need to make some ends kind of meet this month. Uh, with summer being around, my wife is a teacher. So yes, if you know anybody as a teacher, that kind of you know cash poor in the summer. Uh, yeah. Plus my exactly. <laughs> so plus my birthday and her birthday is in the same month in summer. So our our licensing is due. Our tags are due, a whole bunch of bills, like our insurance starts that month. You know how it is. You got to pay a big down payment. It's, mm-hmm. it's really weird. 
But, you know, June tends to be one of those really dry months and it really caught up to me. So right now I'm taking commissions I'm, I'm, and my deadline is to have it done by and in the mail by the 31st of July. Anything you commission in July, it'll be done by the end of the month and you'll get it shortly thereafter. So I'm here. Use me. Yeah. And when you find Javier on uh, on Facebook, you scroll through his feed, you'll see a bunch of covers that he started sketching on. So if you're interested in any one of those, uh, comment and, uh, and contact him, and uh, he will be more than happy to send you a beautiful piece of art. Yeah, I got about 31 of those covers kind of sketched out. Superman, Batman, Batman Who Laughs. Uh, I got a whole bunch of spawns in there. And, you know, they're there. Take a look. If the concept works, boom, I'll finish it and send it to you. But I also have another 60 blank sketch covers. So I, I got tons of work to do. Just put me to work. Awesome. Please check out Javier uh, and please pick up Exciting Comics issue 27 that's out this week and uh, check out The Green Tempest. All right. Well, thank you thank very you much. Well. You're awesome. And you're thank awesome. you, man. You're awesome. You're awesome. And I got to cut my nails. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. We will catch everybody uh, later on. Uh, Thursday this week, Thomas Hewlett and myself will be uh, talking about Amazing Spider-Man issue 145 on an OK Boomer, the podcast. Our special Spinner Rack Back Issue show. Until next time. Uh, this is Will for Creators Outlet and our special guest, Javier Lugo. You can find him anywhere at J Lugo Art. And uh, we will catch you all later on. Everybody have a great night. Read a comic book. Yes, please. Mine, too. <laughs>